well, we're going to bring you the first scoreboard show of the year. And man, is it going to be exciting. It was a, just an awesome night of great action. And we're going to bring you all the information about it. But we want to thank our sponsors that bring you this program. And we have a brand new one. And that's Iowa Tire in Fairfield, Iowa. They've come on and sponsored the uh, Van Buren Warriors, the Pekin Panthers, and the Fairfield Trojans tonight. Well, uh, also, I want to mention the, uh, all the other great ones that have been with us. Uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Wester Drug and, of Wilton and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards, of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, uh, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, and the Packwood Locker, uh, soon to be Richland Meats and Groceries, or uh, soon to be Grinders Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Thanks so much, guys, for helping us, and you guys are going to really enjoy this program. Well, we got Coach McCarty of the Winfield Mount Union Wolves, who got maybe one of the best, uh, if not the best, win in the state uh, opening night against uh, as two ranked teams went together. You, they went up and traveled up to C Center City, and it was a wild and woolly one. Welcome to the program, Coach. Uh, thanks for having me on. Well, uh, it was a uh, well. Just tell tell the listeners the score, and then uh, uh, we'll start talking about the game. Yeah, uh, we were able to uh, come out with a victory. Like you said, uh, it was, I believe, 44-36. Uh, yeah, it was a one-score game. It came down to the end of it, um, you know, but our guys made just enough plays to make sure we came out on a positive note. Well, from the people that, that I talked to that, that had some knowledge of the game, they said it was a lot of back and forth. It was a really, really exciting game, and you, you about couldn't blink or you'd miss something. Yeah, uh, I mean, we started out – on offense and first play we were able to take it to the house i think cam had a 60 yard play a 60 yard run right up the middle untouched um gave us a little false sense of uh you know superiority false sense of confidence there because uh you know we were able to do what we want they get the ball back you know they march it right down the the uh, field you know their their offense a little bit different than ours um on friday night they believed in the they they prescribed to the three yards in a cloud of dust uh idea but uh you know, so it was like you said, it was kind of back and forth. At one time, we were down 10, um, 24 or yeah, 24 and 14 or, or something like that. Um, you know, and then we were able to score before half. Uh, we actually did a really nice job on the two minute drill. We got the ball on our own 30 uh, with about 50 seconds to go. Uh, we had one timeout um, and we were able to get the, get the ball in as time expired. Um, we had a big play from Jake Edwards to Carter Lloyd. Um, about a 30-yard pass, got us down inside the seven uh, with two seconds to go. Uh, we threw a slant pass to Cam Buffington uh, to score his time right out. We were able to get the two-pointer. Uh, we go into halftime ahead, um, get a kick after half, and, um, you know, they score kind of back and forth. Um, and then, you know, in the, in the third and fourth quarter, um, something that I did not see this team being – that we are. I thought of us more of uh, as an explosive team, um, but we probably so there's 12 minutes and a quarter. We we possessed the ball um, about 13 of the last 14 minutes of the game. Um, we had uh, the ball going into the fourth quarter. Uh, we worked it down to about six minutes. Scored our final touchdown 
uh, to go up 14 points. The ensuing kickoff, uh, we kind of blew coverage on the outside. Um, we had kids, kind of two kids in one spot, which is never a good deal when you kick it, especially to one of their best athletes. Um, they had a big return. Um, seniors uh, Carter Lloyd and Jarrett Tapia, they actually, they, they didn't quit on the play. Um, you know, they busted their tail and stopped them at the seven. Uh, they scored on the their first play. But it took about, um, or maybe two plays, but it took about a minute. Um, so we get the ball back with about five minutes to go. Uh, they had one timeout and we're able to finish the game in victory formation, um, you know. So our kids really did a nice job of running the ball, running the four-minute drill, just getting first down, staying in bounds. Um, and a lot of that comes from having a, uh, a veteran team that understands some things. Um, you know, we had kids that had the chance to run out of bounds, but they would take, you know, they'd slide inbounds to keep the clock running. So I'm really proud of our football IQ in, in some of those instances there on Friday. Well, uh, you, uh, uh, well, we'll just talk about all the facets of the game, but I want to start with the defense. You know, uh, um, eight-man football is typically pretty high scoring. So uh, uh, Scotty Melvin says, you know, compared to other games, this is a low-scoring game, you know. So uh, you had to have some good defense. You had to stop. You had to put some stops out there that really were critical. So who on the defensive side of the ball really had a great game? Um. I mean, our players did a nice job. Um, obviously, you know, Cam Buffington led the way. I think he had like 15 and a half tackles. Wow. Um, he does a really nice job. Um, but before we get into the players, I want to give my my assistant coach, uh, the defensive coordinator, Jim McCraw, a big shout out. He made an adjustment at halftime, and it took away what Central Lee did best uh, in the first half. They were kind of killing us doing one thing. Um, coach Crawl came up with an idea, um, just a, a little bit of a wrinkle, and um, our kids executed that at halftime. And it was it was a difference maker. Um, it made Central City do some things that they hadn't done. Um, well, they made them go to things that we were prepared for that we knew we could shut down easily or more easy, I should say. Um, and and got away from what they made them successful in the first half. So um, big shout out to him and his schematics and the kids for making those changes. But like I said, Cam did a really nice job. Um, I think Cole Milks, uh, he did a really good job for some pass coverage, as did Carter Lloyd. Um, you know, and then just kind of a combination of people just doing their job. You know, Grant Anderson came in and helped out. Um, Cooper Buffington had a big stop for us. He, you know, stopped a block, then ripped the ball out on their last two-point conversion uh, to make it an eight-point, uh, to keep it an eight-point game. Um, you know, so you name a kid that was on the field, they definitely had um, a positive contribution for us. Link Ginkinger, um, a junior for us. He played anywhere from nose tackle, defensive end to linebacker as we faced cramps and those kind of things. So, um, you know, he did a really nice job of stepping in. And, and I don't think I don't know if he recorded a tackle or, or many of them, but his he, you know, he did his job, uh, which is what we need out of those kids. OK, well, uh, tell me about a little bit about the defensive line. Uh, um, uh, uh, sound like they had their hands full in this game, uh, trying to stop the runs and, and get the pressure on the quarterback. Uh, who was excelling there on the defensive line? Uh, Abram Edwards always leads the way for us up there. Um, you know, and Abram, once again, you know, he plays um, primarily defensive end for us. Um, but due to, to cramps and things like that, we had him playing some nose guard, which you don't see a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six nose guard in ABF football very often. Uh, but he, he ended up playing with extreme leverage and did a really nice job for us. Um, Cooper Buffington, like I stated earlier, he came in and made some good plays for us. Uh, he battled cramps most of the night in the second half. So, um, you know, when he was available, he did a really nice job for us. 
Len Ginkinger, like I said, Max Edwards came in, Grant Anderson came in, um, and Cale Johnson. Um, all those guys at some point had their hand in the dirt, um, and they just they executed to the their full potential um, against a really nice offensive line by Central City. Um, you know, so just all those kids really stepped up and. We talked at the beginning of the game, I need you to do your job and do your job at a high level, and those boys were able to do it. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad. So, uh, well, let's uh, flip over. Uh, let's just flip over to the offensive side and start at the offensive line. Yeah, um, well, that's an, another thing, right? So a lot of our kids, um, we aren't able to platoon like some teams, um, you know, but our, our starting line of Cooper Buffington and Grant Anderson and Kale Johnson, those guys did a really nice job for us in the, in the first half. And then, uh, you know, the adversity hits with cramps. Um, at one time, both Cooper and Kale were out with cramps. Um, we had Len Ginkinger, who is usually a running back or a tight end. Sometimes he stepped in and played guard and did a really nice job for us. Abram Edwards moved in and played guard for us. And then we brought Max Edwards in as a tight end. Um, you know, so Anybody who we put in there, they came in and and uh, if they didn't excel, they were sufficient. Um, you know, we didn't. We were still able to move the ball and do some things with the guys that we were piecing together to put in there. So, um, you know, those that group of whatever six guys I just mentioned, five guys I just mentioned, um, they did a really nice job for us against a really uh, nice defensive line from Central City. Uh, we were giving up a lot of weight in some of those positions, but our kids. You know, they, they use technique and, and their speed uh, in order to get, be successful and, and keep Jake upright in the pocket and let him be able to make plays or give our running backs just enough crease to, to keep us going in a positive direction. Well, let's talk about Jake Edwards. Uh, Scotty Melvin, who uh, uh, I'm considering might be a, a genius uh, about high school football anyway, uh, he is super high on Clay Edwards. He, he, uh, uh, Jake Edwards. Or Jake Edwards, I mean, he, he thinks uh, uh, he's going to be one of the really great quarterbacks uh, uh, going. Um, how is he performing? It's, you know, looked like pretty good. 44 points a lot for your first game uh, start, starting uh, of the season there. Uh, how, how did he do? How's he progressing? How's his reads? Uh, uh, how's his leadership? Yeah, Jake, uh, you know, and, and we talked about this in the preseason. You know, Jake has a skill set. Um, he's learned by playing point guard basketball his whole life. You know, he can see things that some kids that maybe don't play that other sport or play that position in another sport see. Um, Jake has a he, – he's very confident in, in what he does, whether he should be or not. He's confident in it, and I love that about him. Um, he, you know, he's he thinks he can make every throw, um, you know, and, and all that. And, and he's done a really nice job of – picking up the offense and understanding, you know, pre-snap, you can get rid of your free, you know, just kind of the things that we talk about. He does a really good job of internalizing. He's becoming a really good student of the game. Um, and his skill set, you know, it's coming along. You know, he's he's got to work at it. He doesn't have a ton of reps at, at quarterback. You know, he played very minimal. I think he maybe had, you know, a handful of completions last year, um, not a ton of snaps. You know, but he's, he's just doing a really good job, and, and the kids believe in him. Um, you know, the kids believe that when it's time to make a play, you know, he's going to do it. And Jake did some things that, you know, you can't really coach. Uh, you know, he climbed the pocket, you know, just did some really nice things for us on, on Friday. So it's I think the sky's the limit for him. If we can keep him healthy and, and keep him upright, we should be all right. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. Well, uh, uh, let's go over the passing game. How, uh, how, how did he do passing? Uh and who was out there uh, hauling down passes? 
Yeah, I think he was like 11 or 12 for 19. Um, I'd like to see that a little bit better. He did have an interception, um, which was kind of a technique thing. Um, so that's an easy fix, right? That's a, a physical error that can be fixed. Um, you know, but we had three guys with three catches and one guy with two. So we showed some well balance. Um, I think Cam had a couple touchdowns for us. Carter Lloyd, two really big catches for us that uh, the one right before half and then another one across the middle um, that he took a shot and he was he held on to. And then Abram Edwards also had three for us. Um, Abram had a huge, huge catch on a, a third long, a sliding catch on the sideline. Um, you know, that it, that's one of those ones as a little kid, you practice all the time in your backyard or, you know, diving into the pool. But he, uh, he did a really, really nice job for us. And he caught a couple across the middle that, you know, when you catch it, you're probably going to get a hit by the safety and Abram held on to it. And, and then we had two catches by Cole Milks. You, um, have, you have some, some stars on that team. Uh, but Carter Lloyd, I think might get overlooked. Uh, how important is it is he to what you're doing? I didn't mean to cut you off if you had more stuff yeah, to say. No, I I mean, and that's the that's the thing. If if one kid's gonna flourish, you know, I mean, let's be honest, all eyes are gonna go to thirty-three and eighty-four between Cam and Abram. And that's a great opportunity for us to get the ball to Carter, um, you know, and and we'll free those guys up, right? They they're gonna work in, in tandem together. You know, you can't guard all four in our opinion. Um and so everything's built in that we know that if they're going to play this, then we see that, you know, we can do this and how they line up on certain guys is how we're going to do some certain things. So, um, yeah, I mean, Carter's, I, I look for Carter to have a big season. Like I said, he had, I think he had three catches for us. Uh, two of them were super crucial. Uh, one was a big play right before the half. And then the other was we ran a, a play action pass that he caught um, for a first down late in the game that helped move the chains. I mean, just a, a big clutch moment for us. So, um, you know, and, and I, we tell the kids, big players make big plays and big moments. And, and we had kids that stepped up and they rose to the occasion. And I just, I couldn't be more proud of the amount of adversity we faced on Friday, whether it was the heat or, you know, in our opinion, poor, poor calls by the officials. Um, our kids just kept, kept going after it. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you're a scout out there, uh, uh, don't sleep on Carter Lloyd. He might be able to help you. Uh, so uh, uh, let's, Let's go ahead and talk about that running game. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we ran for over 230 yards or right around there. Um, you know, and it was one of those things that we we, we kind of had a plan going into it, and we kind of changed our plan based on, you know, time and down and situation. And our kids did a really nice job. We've simplified it um, and, and try to make it as easy, less thinking for the kids as possible. That way we can just play faster. And our kids did a really nice job, whether it was our starting group, our second group, uh, the kid we threw in there because we were running low on bodies. You know, everybody understood the rules of that we we set. You know, for our run game, and, and they followed it. And you know, you get the ball in Cam Cam's hands and Jake's hands and uh, Eli Miller and Cole Milks. All those guys had carries, and they all did a really nice job for us of, of trying to stay in the positive and doing what they're supposed to do to make sure their linemen are always right in the run game. So you know, positive things happen. Obviously, there's room for improvement. Um, you know, and they always say the most growth happens from week one to week two. So we, we look to see uh, a little bit, a little bit better out of them uh, on this Friday. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about the special teams aspect of the game. Um, in a one, one score game, uh, some extra points, a field goal, uh, uh, a punt that gives, uh, that gives bad field position to the other team. There's so many aspects there. You know, uh, you, you mentioned you, re I, I, did you return one for a touchdown to start the game? Uh, no, we had a we had a uh, a decent return, and then we um, we had a first play was a touchdown. 
Yeah, even a, even uh, um, you know, getting to the forty yard line or something that, and, and yep. getting good good field position. That's another bonus from the special teams, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we had some good, very good special team play. We punted the ball one time on Friday, and it was a forty yard plus punt uh, that we covered really well. Um, you know, like a two or three yard return is off by their best athlete, um, and then. Uh, we, you know, we, we had a couple mental breakdowns. Like I stated earlier, we gave up a big return that we ended up chasing down, which was a great effort play by our young men. Um, and then we had a roughing the, the punter uh, that cost us a first down and it ultimately ended up in a score. Um, you know, so just kind of, and that was, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit biased. I thought it was a poor call. I didn't think the kid was done kicking. It looked like he was getting blocked, but um, that's my opinion, right? I look at it a little bit different than maybe the guy throwing the flag or the guy on the other sideline. So, um, I understand that, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that you can't even put yourself in that position. You know what I mean? Don't, don't give the official a chance to call something by making a questionable hit or something like that. So, you know, a couple of miscues there, but for the most part, special teams were positive, um, for us, you know, it's something that we're making sure we devote time to, um, because like you said, you know, an extra five yards, uh, you know, a penalty here, a big return there or, or something that can, you know, change the momentum in a game. Special teams are a big momentum part of the game um in, in eight man well in every in both 11 and eight man but you always want to make sure you end up on top on that you know um i'm just that you what you said there i just started to think about something you know and i was thinking about uh all the all the penalties you know that i saw across the board everywhere a lot more penalties and then you're going to see in week two and three and four but i just realized you know what it's first night for the referees too ain't it yeah, it is, and you try and be aware of that. And I umpired baseball for many years, so I understand mistakes happen. But um, I'm, I'm not going to really get into to that. But um, it is their first night, and you hope that they uh, they they come and, and bring their best, just like you hope your kids do. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, everybody sharpens up, sharpens sharpens up a little bit. But uh, uh, how was uh, um, the opening day jitters and penalties and you know maybe. Uh, miss route runs or anything like that was there was there was there some of that to last night or, or you know i think we'll have to be like uh one missed assignment as far as like a route goes um you know we were pretty sharp in that aspect our kids have been a really done a really nice job of keeping it and uh, you know keeping up on that and, and we've gone pretty simple for them to do that and we had a pretty simple plan going in uh friday night um you know in the in the first quarter you could tell there was some um, you know, it was the first quarter of the first game in that we didn't have a scrimmage in, in the fact that, you know, you're a little high on tackles, you know, your pursuit angle is a little bit different because you don't necessarily know how fast the kid is. Um, but our kids, you know, they make adjustments on the fly so well by themselves that they don't need a coach necessarily to tell them what to do. You know, we've got a group of guys that are, are football players, not kids out for football. Um, and any coach will tell you that's what you want. Um, and, and we're, we're lucky enough to be blessed with guys that are, are football players right now. All right. Well, um, I couldn't find the game. Uh, I guess I forgot to look at the Central City site. Was there some uh, uh, streaming or, or radio or anything for that? Yeah, I think the Wolfcast had it, and I think Central City has something very similar to that, that they had it. Just an audio? I believe so. Okay. I, I, I didn't really get into it. I was there. I get seats, so I didn't need to listen to it. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that would make sense. Uh, okay, so uh, is there anything else about this game that you want to talk about? Uh, no, just like I said earlier, um, you know, I mentioned a couple times about how we faced a lot of lot of adversity, right? They kind of came out and punched us in the mouth a little bit, and our kids responded positively. Um, you know, especially in that first game in the heat, we had a lot of kids go down. 
you know, and we're not very deep, uh, but our, our kids stepped up and, and, you know, the old adage, get knocked down seven times, get up eight. Our kids really, um, they, they really live that on, on Friday. So, and you can tell, right, one score game, uh, we got up that one extra time, um, you know, so just really proud of how they fought through adversity. Yeah, uh, well, it was a huge win and it got you guys off to a great, great start and uh, um, got people all across the state looking at Winfield Mount Union Wolves and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you have talent and you execute, you know, uh, uh, and you didn't fall short of expectations in any way, shape or form. But the road show continues. Uh, yep. uh, you are, uh, is it four games in a row or three games in a row you start uh, the season off? Three out of four, yeah. We travel to New London, we host Waco, and then we travel to Montezuma. Okay. Well, those are some uh, – uh, Montezuma got a big win uh, over Southeast Warren to start the season, so they must be uh, – Southeast Warren's always a good team, so they they uh, sound like they're up for a challenge. Waco got off to a good start. Uh, but who did you say you play this week? Uh, we play New London. New London, huh? Well, uh, um, and you traveled to New London. Uh, that can't be the most friendliest environment to play a football game in, is it? It's always a weird environment because they only have stands on one side. Oh, really? Uh, so you're kind of by yourself on the visitor bleachers, but you can hear everybody yelling at you. <laughs> um, it's It's been a, uh, you know, I, I don't want to use the word hostile. It's just a unique environment. You know, their community is very proud down there, um, you know, so they all come out of the woodwork and cheer for their kids, which they should, right? You want community pride and, and support and um, you know, it's usually a nice, nice atmosphere for, you know, it's, it's what you, you want your community, like I said, to come out and support your kids and program and they do a nice job of that down there. No, yeah, well, that's a, um, that is outstanding, uh, uh, school, you know, the district tradition of just excellence and track state championships and, uh, football state championships and baseball state championships, all in pretty recent memory, uh, they're they're uh, kind of reloading and rebuilding this year. Uh, um, uh, they lost so many really really great players off of last year's team. What are you looking looking at at their team now? You probably had a little chance to look at some film. Uh, uh, how how does the new London uh, uh, look this year? Yeah, I'm just getting into it. They're kind of a new look. They got a new coach. Uh, it looks like Coach Lloyd's doing stuff very similar as last year. How they ended up, um, like you said, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces. Uh, they played Easton Valley. I think they got beat around 35, 40 points. Um, you know, don't know how good is Easton Valley is or how bad they executed. I'm just starting to get into the film a little bit. Um, and, and so, like I said, I know a lot of the names are new because what we've seen in the last couple of years out of them. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. But, um, you know, ultimately it comes down to our kids um, and how well can we prepare, how well can we execute what we know how to do and, and you know, do what we need to do, whether – we're playing New London or, or, you know, Iowa Valley or English Valley. It doesn't really matter if, if, as long as we can do what we need to do. Yeah, there were some teams in your conference there that, that uh, really did well, uh, Iowa Valley being one of them. Uh, uh, this is this conference is loaded with talent, isn't it, with Waco and Iowa Valley? And uh, is BGM in that? They, they are not. They are not in our district. Yeah, they're, they, they're uh, an area. They put 96 points up on the board this uh, Friday night. That's a uh, – that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the point of doing that is, but yeah, they got 96. Yeah. Well, anyway, is there a, uh, uh, anything else you want to say about this here uh, a game next Friday night to get people fired up for that? Uh, I, I don't think anybody needs any extra juice for it. It's, you know, it's become a rivalry a little bit between the two communities, um, you know, so 
I just, I just think everybody, you know, I, I hope it's a good crowd. I hope everybody comes out and supports you. It's supposed to be a little bit nicer, and you're not going to sweat your face off like we did last week. And, uh, you know, just hopefully everybody comes out healthy and, and the Wolves can come out on top by executing. Well, uh, before I let you go, uh, you, you had some – you were a little short on depth and you weren't able to, uh, uh, you know, give a guy – keep guys as fresh as you'd like. And you had a uh, – you said you had a couple cramps and uh, uh, probably some – kids that, that didn't enjoy the heat that much uh did everybody make it through this kind of healthy or or are we gonna yeah, I, have a full squad outside, next week yep outside of cramps we were pretty good um and it's just a, you know that's a weird thing is it going hard in practice and you know the the sweat because you know the week was so so rough on everybody yeah uh, you know with it being over 115 heat index on some of those days um you know you try your best as a coach to you got to get your work done but at the same time you got to take care of your kids and i i felt like we were uh, pretty good about it, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, yeah, Friday night was the tail of the tape. We had two kids is all get cramps and we try our best to uh, rotate as much as possible. But, you know, at certain times you really can't because you still have the guys. You know, yeah, so. If you got 70 guys versus you got 30 guys or, or, or whatever the numbers are, you know, it's just a lot yeah. easier when you have more bodies. Yep, absolutely. And, and our kid, like I said, it was, Number two, our kids are always ready, um, you know, and we do we make sure we do that um, when we get uh, at practice. You know, everybody's getting reps. It might not be equal, but everybody's getting sufficient reps where they can um, make sure if we put them in on Friday, uh, you know, they're ready to go. You know, and we have certain packages for certain kids. So if one kid comes in and has to play this position, then we know we can only run like these five or six plays, you know, and, and stuff. So we don't put him in a position where he's going to fail. Well, there's somebody I want to mention or some – element of your team that we that we don't really talk about that much but uh you know on a night like that uh your managers the guys that are filling up the water bottles and and bringing in the towels and getting the footballs up ready and everything uh uh would you like to mention some of your managers and and talk about what a good job they do and, and how they really help yeah. out in games like that yeah we got a a group of three girls and one young man that help us out um led by our sophomore Beatrice Anderson uh, B's done a really nice job. She's about the only, re she's our returner from last year. Um, and then we have Cheyenne McDowell and Lexi Stearns. Um, they're new to the program this year, but, you know, they've kind of jumped in where the, the older girls left off. And, and then Kurt Beard's helped us out. And he does a nice job really at practice of making sure, you know, things are picked up and, and all that kind of stuff. And then our, our athletic trainer uh, out of Washington, on Jet Physical Therapy, Emily Salvador, she does a great job. She's been with our program now for four or five years. Um, and we really enjoy Emily. The kids trust her. You know, I trust her. And, you know, we've got a great working relationship with our program and with her. And, and she's done a really nice job. And, you know, she can kind of see through some things that if kids are saying or she, you know, if a kid's lying about, no, I'm good, I'm good, but he's not. You know, <laughs> she, she's, she's gotten to that point with the relationship with the kids, you know. So, um, you know, that whole group, our support staff, you know, my, my wife did a really nice job. She, you know, brought a bunch of coolers full of stuff and you know, parents bringing Gatorades, you know, Tom Miller donated a bunch, Jeff Lloyd, you know, donated a bunch of stuff. And, and you know, just, I'm probably missing people. And I, I hate when I start naming people because you're in, without a fail, you'll, you'll, you'll fail to mention somebody, but you know, our parents and our community just, they did a really nice job of like stepping up, bringing extension cords, bringing towels and, and that kind of thing to help out on a on night like that. So it's a big thank you to all the, all the people that supported us on Friday and helped us try to beat the heat. I think it, we, we, we had a draw with the heat. I think we beat it. Well, uh, you tell all your staff and all the volunteers, uh, especially your coaching staff, uh, 
uh, I'm really proud of the way you got the team ready. Uh, uh, I'm really proud of the way the team performed and uh, uh, how you were able to get through practices with limited amount of time and through the heat and all the adversities, because that's all the football is, is just overcoming adversity. And whether you're the, the, the state champion or a team that didn't win anything, if you learn to overcome adversity, uh, you're a lot better off for it in life. Well, is there anything you want to talk about uh, uh, before I let you go? Nope, I'm good to go. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with you, and and congratulations uh, uh, for me, Scotty Melvin, and Jeff Mills. Uh, outstanding performance. We're really, really proud of you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. I look forward to talking to you next week. Well, uh, what did you think Mount Pleasant did well? I, well, the big thing was, so uh, kick returns. I mean, the special teams, Jared uh, Turner seems to be a huge problem in the kick return game for uh, opposing teams because uh, his his kick return touchdown, he, he scooped the ball up after a couple uh, a couple bounces uh, and scored. And then he had a couple times where he was breaking three, four tackles uh, and, and you know, getting it past midfield or um, he was one, one move away from a touchdown a couple different times. So that was the big thing. Offensively, you know, they're, they're going to rely a lot on Payson Coleman uh, to get yards up the middle. Fairfield clearly knew that today. Uh, and then, uh, they, I mean, they have an inexperience uh, at quarterback and receivers, and they had routes that were open to where, you know, it was just off the hands or it was just a little ahead of a receiver. Uh, so um, at, once they get the passing game figured out, that'll open up uh, um, some room for Coleman. And I think that the, Mount Pleasant's defense – actually played really well today that you see 38 points for Fairfield, but a lot of that was on a points off turnovers. And so if, if they would clean up the turnovers on offense, I thought Mount Pleasant's defense for as young as they were, did pretty good today. Yeah, they did score a lot of, uh, uh, several points, uh, uh, like getting interceptions and running back for touchdowns. Yeah. And a lot of that happened, right? I think there's a lot of points right at the end, because what I remember yeah. uh, about the first half, uh, it seemed like there was like, the, uh, uh, I think the, the halftime with the lightning thing was longer than the first half and the second half combined. But uh, yeah, what I remember was Fairfield got up twenty-one to seven, mm. and then Mount um, Pleasant had this nice little drive, and they just made this beautiful pass for a touchdown. Uh, uh, just a great timing play, and the guy got it and ran in and made a couple moves and got into the end zone. Uh, I thought, and then I, I thought that they had got some momentum and took some momentum into halftime with them. Uh, with that, do you remember who caught that pass? And, and yeah, that was uh, that was Gerhard Turner who actually caught that pass oh, too. Uh, it was either a third or a fourth down, um, but that was so. Cooper Coleman made two really, really, really nice passes today. That one, and then a little wheel route to uh, to Coleman. Uh, so you know, the, those were I mean, those were strikes that that were. You know, could have been potentially game-changing plays, but at the as I said at the end, I mean, it was a 14-point game, and at that point, Mount Pleasant was having to be a pass-first team, and and Fairfield's defense kind of uh, feasted on that, you know. So, uh, so it was a much closer game than 24 points, uh, but again, it was you know Fairfield had all the big plays except those kick returns, uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I think there are positives that Mount Pleasant can see, you know, where where they competed and they had. I, I think you can kind of see that the defense played okay and uh, the offense kind of saw little flashes of what it could be. Well, I think Fairfield made a statement today, uh, and maybe they will make some noise this year. I don't think this is the last win they're going to get. Yeah, well, and, you know, Fairfield has opportunities. 
you know, next week they go to Fort Madison. Fort Madison is, is still really good this year. I, I don't know how they did tonight, but I They assume. won uh, 15 to 12, and they kind of won it in the la- inside the last three minutes. Of really? The game they scored, and I think that was the first lead they had. Or maybe they led 7 to 6 for a while. But it was yeah. just one of those, you know, when you play Burlington and Coach Gretchen, it's going to be a low-scoring, high-running, uh-huh. kind of grinded-out kind of thing. But, yes, yeah. so, uh, a big win for them. But uh, Fairfield's uh, uh, 38 points, That's a, maybe they do have some offense going on down there. Yeah, you know, and if, so if they can compete with Fort Madison, they have Washington the next week. You know, Washington uh, didn't score a lot today. I don't know, you know, how Oscar's defense is or, or how that, but I, that could be a really good battle in a couple of weeks. So Fairfield definitely has – Fairfield has enough talent around to where they're going to have some some bright spots, you know. Yeah, uh, even, Os- Oscaloosa, even without the guys they lost. Oscaloosa won 28 to 14. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like Washington did get a, a, a late score there. Uh, but, uh, it was, you know, it was a grinding out. The first half was a lot of grinding and a lot of a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust and uh, just a hard fought, hard hitting. Uh, but Washington didn't move the ball really good. They moved the yeah. ball sporadically, I guess I would say. They had they had things that, that would get going, but uh, that Oskaloosa defense and the Oskaloosa offense, I mean, 28 points is, is good to put on the board, and they're mm-hmm. off to a flying start. And, uh, uh, you know, we've already seen Washington. Scotty and I got to see Washington, and they looked pretty good, and uh, they came out hitting and, and, and stuff. Uh, but they're going to have to um, – Get their offense going a little bit more. Yeah, and that's another team. I mean, they lost well, a huge amount of their offense from last year. So, so it's tough. And if you have a, if you're going against a pretty good defense, you know, you when you're trying to figure stuff out, it's not really that. You know, it's not super easy to figure stuff out. Uh, who's Washington has Burlington next week? Uh, so that's a pretty darn good defense too. So, um, yeah, they gotta they gotta you know put together the offense in the next couple of weeks before district play, and uh, they got Burlington and Fairfield back to back. So a couple of Two more close quarter teams here uh, for the Demons. You got any other information on the teams in your uh, area that you cover? I have seen that Winfield won. Uh, looked like forty four thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was... That was on our Southeast Iowa Union scoreboard. Um, Cardinal was lo- Pekin was beating Cardinal twelve to two in the fourth. I don't know what 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 the final was. And then Sigurd Nikiota lost uh, to PCM. Seemed like a really back and forth game. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the. I was listening to the game, and I thought for sure it would still be on when I turned it back on, but it was already playing music, so I assumed the game was over, and, it, you know, it was on KCI scoreboard for a while, 12-2, to 2, and that's what it was at halftime, and that's what it was, you know, in the third quarter where I was listening to it on the radio, uh, and Beacon kind of looked pretty good in this game. Uh, uh, that Brown kid was moving the ball a lot, and uh, yeah. Adams boys was getting it, and the quarterback seemed like he was – making a lot of passes, you know. Uh, uh, but I do think they won. Uh, but for some reason, that score has disappeared, and it ain't on this one or any of the other sites that I can find. I don't know if they had uh, a lightning delay. I know Scott Jackson from the Courier was there, and he, I looked at his Twitter. It was, it's been a while now, so maybe he's updated, and I didn't see anything on that. I can tell you that Keokuk and – who's Keokuk playing tonight? I, I didn't see a score on that. Well, Keokuk, whoever they're playing, Keokuk is playing against, gosh, I knew who it was up until, like, just now. But um, they are in a lightning delay until 11.45, and I've heard that they could wait till 1 a.m. if they can start it by then. So Keokuk will be playing into tomorrow, if they can, 
if they can uh, keep going. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, who the heck did Kiakak play? I was just looking on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either, but it's just a night of crazy. Oh, it's, it's Kiakak and Atomwa. I got it. Oh, Kiakak and Atomwa, huh? What about Van Buren? Yeah. I don't see any scores for them. I haven't seen a Van Buren in Central Lee. I would, they, they, they probably aren't very safe from the lightning delays because they're in that area. Um, I think that was at Central League tonight. Either way, they're both down south, so I'm sure they probably got at least a second that could be going on right now, too. Hmm. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's. I think that's all I got. Ellen Mid-Prairie lost to Wilton, I believe, 12 nothing. And uh, uh, did you hear about uh, no, New London? Uh, no, I haven't heard about New London. Well, they got smoked. Uh, yeah, they're Eastern Valley Rivercats, <laughs> 61, 61 to 22. Yeah, I, I kind of expected that. Easton Valley is going to be a very good this year. Uh, that was just tough, tough first-round matchup for uh, uh, New London. I'm surprised they put up 22 on, on them. Honestly, Easton Valley should be one of the better uh, eight-man teams. So that was a little bit of a little bit of bad luck in the scheduling for the uh, Tigers tonight. Well, I got a, a score from you from uh, the BGM Bears. Uh, you're you're gonna? Are you sitting down? I am not. Oh well, I hope you're not anywhere where you could. Fall down and hurt yourself, but uh, the BGM Bears put up 96 tonight. Oh wow! On the Meskwaki Settlement Warriors, how about 96. that? Wow! <laughs> I remember when I was in high school. Uh, I went to Sheraton. That's pretty close to Melcher Dallas, yeah. and uh, Melcher Dallas either scored 106 or got got 106 put on them. I forget. <laughs> we got 50 put on them tonight. I think they They're scored 106. Yeah. Mormon Trail, 50, Melcher, Dallas, 14. You can get all that stuff right here at Round Guy Radio. There you go. There you go. Well, I think uh, um, Highland. Did you hear about Highland? No, no, but they – well, they're playing North Cedar tonight, um, and that was North Cedar's one win from last year, but Highland brought a lot back, and North Cedar did not. So I kind of wonder how that one turned out. I'm sure it was pretty close. It was not very close. It's thirty-eight to six as the North Cedar Knights took out Highland. Ah, no, that's not good. And the Iowa Valley uh, put a sixty spot up on Lone Tree with a sixty to fourteen win. Oh. And did you hear about the the Minneapolis Columbus game? Oh yes, Hunter was at Minneapolis Columbus. That one actually stunned me. I knew Minneapolis was going to be pretty good. I thought Columbus was going to win that game. You did well. I think. Yeah, I did. Now let me ask you this. Will this propel Minneapolis into the top ten? Yeah, for almost. I mean, when we do the rankings, a lot of times it depends on how the rest of the top ten did. But early in the year, I'd say they're pretty good. They got a pretty good shot. That's a big win. Uh, but uh, I guess their defense played lights out, and that Drew Miller is a, a great quarterback. And uh, Jackson Hutchinson, I think's his name. Uh, he 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 knocked it out of the park tonight too. So. Uh, what do you think? Pretty good first night, huh? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And we have more because Waco plays tomorrow uh, in Des Moines against um, against Fremont Mills. So uh, I'm excited to kind of follow along with that. Hopefully I can find a stream on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot. some of the scores were as expected and some of the scores were, were shockers. But that's kind of usually how week one goes. So. Well, you, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, I heard you had some KFC. Did you, did you get anything after the game, too, or? Uh, I am going to warm up some uh, roasted mashed potatoes that my wife made uh, a few days ago. So, yeah. And uh, probably, uh, I might. Or I might snack and then have an early, maybe, a good breakfast. I don't know. It's like 11.30, so I'm 50-50 on what I'll be doing. <laughs> Did you eat any? <laughs> you had some kind of a bowl or something. Uh, 
Uh, at KFC, what was that? No, the, the wife had the uh, the uh, chicken bowl. I had a, a chicken sandwich and fries. I will say that I got a compliment from a, a friend I was with today. Uh, he said that the uh, hamburger at, that he bought at Mount Pleasant was the best uh, burger he's had out of a concession stand in a long, long time. So. Oh, so yeah, I, I yeah, like so that. Yeah, so Mount Pleasant did get a win in that sense. That tonight. Oh, all right. Well, you got anything else before I cut you off and let you get back to sleep with your family and everything else? No, I think uh, I think that's all for old Andy tonight. All right. Well, this is a wrap on the first uh, Round Guy Radio Scoreboard Show of the Year. Thanks for being with us, Andy. Thanks for having me.